It's uh, a Connect Sunday, so I'm going to be uh, talking about Connect Group, the importance of Connect Group, encouraging to encouraging you to become part of a Connect Group or even become a Connect Group leader. Maybe you're saying, hey, I'd like to host a Connect Group, lead a Connect Group. Uh, we need more Connect Groups, more Connect Group leaders, so uh, I want you to think about that as we preach today. But just before I get started, uh, I've got a video here that I'd like to show. So uh, can we just watch this before we start talking about Connect Groups? Are you tired of small groups always getting into your business, trying to get you to share your feelings, discuss your past, confess your sins? Are you just looking for a place to kick it, network, maybe get some free grub? Me too. That's why I created what I believe to be the world's first openly shallow small group. We're not here to deal with messy stuff like feelings and emotions. You got problems? You deal with that. You're an adult. Life ain't easy. So stop the pity party. We all have our issues. We don't really want to do life together. Frankly, at Shallow Small Group, we try not to do much of anything at all. You'll never hear us use the term, unpack that thought. We're sure it's packed away for a really good reason. You'll never hear us use the term accountability unless you're talking about someone who deals with numbers. Hey, dude, thanks for doing my taxes. You have great accountability and spiritual growth. Who wants growth? I had a growth removed last week. It wasn't pleasant. There's no pressure here to remember each other's name. What's going on, buddy? Oh, hey, man. How's it going? Yeah, it's cool. Good. Hey, dude. Oh, dude. Captain, what's going on? We know you have a name, and that's the important thing. Group discussion? You got tickets to the big game? Sweet. Let's spend some time on that. Oh, you and your wife are struggling financially? There's tension in the relationship? Uh, that's not really the vibe we're going for. <laughs> we avoid conflict like the plague. Wants cake. <laughs> Come on again. And there will never, ever be an awkward silence. That's our guarantee to you. We hate bad theology as much as the next guy, and we know the surest way to prevent bad theology is to avoid theology altogether. <laughs> and outreach? This is the only outreach you'll ever have to do. Some people say we're superficial, but hey, the word supers and superficial. I mean, who doesn't want to be super? Shallow small group, because when things get too deep, people drown. <laughs> Won't you join us? Yeah. <laughs> Connect groups. Uh, Psalm 60, Psalm 61. We've been to a lot of connect groups over the years. <laughs> Nothing like that, though. <laughs> Psalm 61 says this, How good and pleasant is it when brothers, it's talking about people in general, live together in unity. Um, I was reading an article, or I found an article that I uh, had uh, stored recently. It was actually from 2014, the Sydney Morning Herald article. It's called, it, it was titled, Lonely Deaths, Anonymous Society Blamed. The seventh case of a, de uh, this is an article from Sydney Morning Herald. The seventh case of a decomposed body of an elderly person found at home is just the tip of the iceberg, says a Sydney academic. Sydney of uh, Sydney anthropologist Stephen Wan said our anonymous society meant more people would die in social isolation. The discovery of a woman, woman's body is the seventh in New South Wales in a month some having been undiscovered for up to eight months. 
Dr. Wan said that this would become more common due to Sydney's increasing size and trend towards people living by themselves. We're living in what are uh, essentially anonymous suburbs and elderly people in particular can fall through the net. Uh, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to have a lot more of it, uh, said the professor. But, uh, listen to this, but creating a heightened sense of community could reverse the trend, Dr. Wan said. We need to reassert our sense of community by being concerned for each other and looking after each other. There's a no-brainer. But the reality is, as our society becomes more isolated, as people uh, tend to live more by themselves, we find more disconnection. We find people uh, being more isolated uh, and then dealing with a whole lot of other social issues, including loneliness, depression, discouragement. A lot of, a lot of these things come out of... They're, they're all interconnected. Uh, and connecting... And connect groups, church obviously is an important part in us keeping uh, our sense of community and connection. I mean, church is great on Sundays, it's important, but it's only part of the picture. Uh, and anybody that's attended a connect group or, or feels a part of a community of uh, believers that meet regularly will know the benefit of that. Uh, I don't want this church to be known as the anonymous church as it was talking there, anonymous suburbs, where people come and go, no one knows anybody's name, no one knows what they're about or what they do, and we just come and sing songs and listen to a message and we all go home. That's not church. Church is about community. Church is about connections. It's about making a decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embrace people. I'm going to connect with people. Um, I, was, uh, I was listening recently to a song uh, from uh, my childhood, in fact, we were discussing music out in the foyer earlier. Um, my my uh, genres a little bit was a little bit uh, earlier than the guys I was talking to, but uh, some of you may have heard of a band called or two guys, a duo called Simon and Garfunkel. Who's heard of Simon and Garfunkel? Everyone over forty has. <laughs> Everyone under forty's like, what a weird name. Oh, you have heard of them. Oh, there you go. Anyway, they had some great songs back in the 70s. But one of their classic songs, uh, and I, really, I used to sing this song, I thought it was great. And then I finally actually listened to the words. I looked at the words, I think, this is the most depressing song I've ever heard in my life. And so are many of their other ones. But I thought I'd read the words out to this because I think it really does, it really resonates with a, a lot of us and some of the reasons why we we tend to isolate ourselves or disconnect or keep up walls and, and barriers and uh, was written by Paul Simon and it says this, you may know the song but I'm not going to sing it, I'll just say the words, a winter's day in a deep and dark December, I am alone gazing from my window to the streets below, on a freshly fallen silent shroud of snow, I am a rock, I am an island, I've built walls, a fortress deep and mighty that none may penetrate. I have no need for friendship. Friendship causes pain. It's laughter and it's loving I disdain. I'm a rock. I'm an island. Don't talk of love, but I've heard the words before. It's sleeping in my memory. I won't disturb the slumber of feelings that have died. I have, uh, if I never loved, I wouldn't never... If I never loved, I never would have cried. I'm a rock. I'm an island. 
I have my books and my poetry to protect me. I am shielded in my armour, hiding in my room, safe within my womb. I touch no one and no one touches me. I'm a rock, I'm an island and a rock feels no pain and an island never cries. I don't know if you've ever, does anyone know that song? Has anyone ever heard the words before? You know, it's, you know, Paul Simon's got such a melodic voice and it's such a sort of easygoing type melody. You think, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a rock, I'm an island. But the words are, they're deeply profound. But you know what? Oftentimes we do withhold, we put up walls, we put up barriers, as he says there, because as he says, uh, as a summation, if I'd never loved, I never would have cried. If I never reached out, I never opened up my heart. I would never have been hurt. And, you know, that happens in relationships. And anybody that's ever been in any relationship understands at some point we do get hurt. But oftentimes then, because of that, we withdraw. We, draw, we, we pull up the drawbridge to our castle and we don't let anybody else in because we don't want to have to deal with that pain, that disappointment, that, that uh, feeling that comes, but that's the risk of relationships, and it's a it's a love hate thing. And you know, talking about connect groups, oftentimes we we think, oh, yeah, it's such a hassle to get there, and you know, and then um, there, there's different types of people. Sometimes, maybe not always, the people that you would hang out with. And sometimes we've been in church and we've got hurt, or something's happened uh, in another group, and we think, you know what, I'm just gonna. I'm not going to engage in any of that stuff. I'm just going to pull myself away. But that's the worst thing that we can do. Uh, because Jesus said that by doing that, we're actually reinforcing the, uh, the sense of isolation, the sense of uh, disillusionment, and the fact that we don't have a sense of belonging. And belonging is one of the most important things that we can have as an individual. Um, and it feels good to be connected, doesn't it? If, if you've been in a connect group where you're meeting regularly, you get to know people at a deeper level and you're doing life together. And it's not just about me coming to get something or my needs met at the connect group, but oftentimes, and Nick and I have won connect groups and been involved in connect groups for most of our lives. Um, and and it's, it, it's just a great part of doing life with people and being part of a congregation. As a connect group leader, over the years, we've seen many people who have come into our connect groups uh, and then some have gone on to be pastors. We had people are pastoring churches now who started our connect group, people going on to do great ministries uh, in different parts of Australia and overseas. And so as a connect group leader, it's the ability then to create an environment where people are connected, where they grow where they're participating, where they get an opportunity to, to share, as Michael was saying, around the word and learn about God and learn about doing life together. God is about connecting. He's about connecting us with him and connecting us with each other. Uh, with him, number one, Romans 8.32 says this, if God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly, freely do for us? Jesus came that we might have relationship with God. And he also came that we would have relationship with each other, connectedness within the community of faith. And that, and that includes meeting on Sundays, obviously, and, 
hearing the word and uh, worshipping together and, and uh, lifting up his name and listening to a message. Uh, but then also fortnightly or monthly or whatever group that we're a part of, then saying, hey, I'm going to sit down. I'm actually going to get to know people. I'm going to invest in the lives of other people. It's a place where we know and get known, where we believe and encourage and are encouraged, where we can pray for one another, support one another, and we're doing life together, where we're actually lifting other people up. So connect groups, oftentimes you hear people say, oh, I'm too busy for connect group, or, or you know, it's not really my thing or whatever. Um, but it's not just about what we, what we want. I don't always go to connect group because it's like, oh, you know, I'm okay, I don't really need to go, I've got friends or whatever. It's like, I'm going to go because I've got something to contribute. I've got something to give. I've got something. I can bring a word of encouragement. I can support someone. I can congratulate somebody, celebrate birthdays, all these kind of things, which are part of being known, part of being part of a community. So uh, 1 Peter 1.3 says this, uh, for it is, it is his boundless mercy that has given us the privilege of being born again so that we may now be members of God's own family. He doesn't just say born again, you'll go to heaven one day, fulfill your purpose, and, uh, and, that's, and that's awesome. He goes, no, you're born again, you're saved to be connected into a family. Yeah. Another scripture, Psalm 68, 6, is this, God sets the lonely in families. The answer to this epidemic that I was sharing at the beginning, these these anonymous suburbs is where we are reaching out to other people and we are bringing that sense of connection, the sense of love, the sense of community, the sense of known being and being known. As a connect group leader, you say, hey, I'd like to do that. And if you're saying, look, that's something I'd like to create, I'd like to invite people along and and, uh, and it doesn't have to be based on the Bible necessarily. It can be another uh, community group. Uh, it can be something where some uh, thing of interest where you're meeting uh, regularly, uh, obviously uh, in connection with the church. Um, and yes, there might be some prayer and some support. Uh, but, you know, I cycle with a lot of guys who, um, who don't go to church. And uh, it is a great opportunity because we've got that thing in common uh, to talk about things that relate to whatever and not always talking about church. But, uh, and then, you know because they know I'm a pastor, then I've got to sort of try and be on my best behaviour as well. So, um, in fact, the other day, oh, hold on, what time is it? Well, I was riding with this group and uh, there's this one particular lady who, um, uh, she, I was just on the front of the group, we're just riding along and she's ridden up next to me and she goes, slow down! I'm like, what? She goes, slow down! Anyway, this, this particular lady's, has a known reputation. Anyway, she's very vocal. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, slow down, not everyone's as fit as you. I'm like, we're doing 25 kilometres an hour, which, you know, for cycling, it's not very fast. I said, we're not going fast, we're going slow. Well, it's too fast. I'm like, I'm thinking, it's too fast for you because you're overweight and you shouldn't be out with this group. But I didn't say that. <laughs> Because she was, she's an ex-professional, she's an ex-professional cyclist, so she she was a good cyclist in her head. She's still a good cyclist. Um, anyway, I said, and then she comes up. She goes, "We're going to ride at my pace. We're going to ride at this pace. We're going to ride at this pace." She slowed right down. 
I'm looking around at the other guys. There's about 10 of us in the group, and they're all rolling their eyes like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, I had to be a pastor at that point. (laughs) And I'm biting my tongue, and I'm just like, I won't say her name, but I said, look, I can't ride next to you right now (laughs) because I'm going to say something I'm going to regret. So I pulled off. I said, oh, can you ride next to her? And I went to the back, and then I'm sitting next to another guy, and he's just... There's a friend of mine who I also ride with who's a Christian who I actually led to the Lord. I went to school with and um, we've been together, uh, known each other for a long, long time. Anyway, he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, you know, the devil's just testing you, don't you? (laughs) I'm like, I don't need to hear that right now. (laughs) He goes, it's all right. You know, God's put her in our group to, to... Bring out our Christian virtue. I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) That's awesome. But uh, I don't know how I got into that story. The thing is that uh, we get opportunities in different environments to be in encouragement and to do life together. And so connecting in a connect group is an important part of that. If you're not in a connect group, I want to encourage you. And uh, today there's going to be um, the guys that are currently running groups. And if you are interested in running a group, then you can come and talk to uh, the guys at the Next Step Bar as well. I think Ruthie's there today. Uh, And say, hey, I want to create an environment where people can be encouraged, where people can belong. And it may be friends that are around you or people from church. But our goal is to see as many people as possible in our church in a connect group. Because this is what I know as a pastor. When you're attending church and you're in a connect group you're going to thrive in your christian walk at a much higher level than if you're not and you say well how do you know that i've just been pastoring for 30 years and i know when people are in a connect group they tend to do a lot better than people who aren't and the people who aren't in connect group tend to go through and struggle with a lot more stuff because they don't have an environment where they can talk to somebody or or uh, have an environment to to share or or to be taught sometimes when someone's uh, leading a group and they've been through something and they talk about you go oh that's where I'm at and we can talk about that there's the opportunity to build one another up as the scriptures talk about Uh, encouraging one another forgiving one another see the other the other important thing you need to realize about church and I was talking about that cycling group but sometimes in church people can offend you as well I know, you find that hard to believe, but the reality is people are people and even in church we're dealing with stuff and we're going through things and we're, and we're, um, and we're uh, becoming more like Christ <clears throat> and oftentimes in connect groups there's different people uh, that are there who are also growing and we get an opportunity to love them, encourage them, be loved, be encouraged um, like a family. A family doesn't always get on. There's disagreements at times. Well, not in our family. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, moving right along. (laughs) We didn't have any arguments yesterday that I can remember. (laughs) Anybody who's married who's never had an argument? Anybody? Put your hands up. <laughs> this guy over here's just put his hand up. 
That's why they're sitting in separate rows. That's right. Yeah, how come you're sitting in separate rows? <laughs> Had an argument in the car on the way here, didn't you? <laughs> um, but being a Christian and growing in God is not that you're never going to have an argument, you're never going to say anything that you regret, but, but that you're at a point where you go, you know what? I need to ask for forgiveness, or I need to let that go, or I need to forgive that person. That's what maturity is all about. It's not this nirvana of never feeling angry, never being disappointed, uh, never, never being let down, never, never, all these things that people think, wow, that's what, it, no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that we are all growing and becoming more like Christ, and in that process, in that, <coughs> um, the Bible says iron sharpens iron, but, you know, when iron sharpening iron, sometimes sparks are flying. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know about you, but to be able to, you know, you might have a conversation or, and then you go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Anyone ever, ever, anyone ever walked away going, I shouldn't have said that? And then you've got to go apologise or, or, or fix, you've got to go fix the problem that you just created <laughs> because you couldn't control your mouth or you couldn't control your temper or whatever and... That's just part of growing. The first step is just becoming aware. But when we're in... And the other things we go, okay, I'm just never going to be around people. I'm just, I, I can't stand people. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go live out the desert somewhere. Well, you know, your problem is you're still there. And the problem is not the other people. The problem is with you. <laughs> so getting in those environments and, and being in connect group and being in church and, and allowing people into our world is how we grow. We grow by learning to deal with these issues that come up, disappointments. Maybe we've had relationships in the past that have caused issues in our own relationships or how we deal with people. It could be a, a parent, parental one, could be a partner. We were married and it didn't work out and, and we've got some stuff from that that we're dealing with or or it could be uh, other friendships or business partners. We're in a partner and they either ripped us off or something happened and then we're dealing with all that. So we're, we don't ever want to go into business again because, and then, you know, there was all this stuff going on with all of us all the time. And the, the way we grow is not that we just go, okay, I'm just going to go straight back in with my eyes wide shut. But we go, God, help me grow in this situation. Isolation is not the answer. Isolation is not the answer. The answer is growing in God, learning, understanding, and then getting back in there and overcoming these issues, these challenges, these circumstances. That's how God will move in our lives. So I want to encourage you, and I'm going to finish. Um, I want to encourage you to uh, get in a, into a connect group, uh, fortnightly or monthly or whatever, uh, and and be a contributor, connect with other people, don't do life in isolation, don't go, oh, it's just me and God. You know, I hear people say, from it, well, it's just me and God, it's just me and God. But that's not God's, that's not God's example. Yeah. Just me and God. It's, it's the community, it's the connection, it's the relationships. That's how we grow. And then people from outside of God come into a community and they feel God's presence and they see us interacting and it opens up their heart to say, well, maybe God, God uh, is, uh, is there or, or that I want to know more about him. We're creating environments 
where people can come to know God, where they can grow, where they can be encouraged, they can fulfill their purpose uh, that God has for them and live the life that God's called them to live. That's what we all want. That's what God wants for you. That's what we want for each and every one of you. And I believe being in a connect group and in that environment is going to help enhance and fulfill that purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you. I thank you your word makes it clear that relationships, although difficult and challenging at times, is your way. We thank you for it, God. We thank you, God. Lord, as our society becomes more isolated, more fractured, more broken, families and individuals, Lord, I thank you that we can be part of the solution of creating community and environments where relationships can foster, flourish, where health, well-being are known. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. set the lonely in families you've given us the privilege of being born again so we are now members of your family members of your family Father we thank you pray that 2018 is just an incredible year of growth in every area in every aspect and healing Lord healing of some of the damage that has occurred through broken relationships. That our life is not like that that I described in that song where we're afraid of love, afraid of letting people in, Afraid of stepping out, afraid of being hurt. We pray for healing, we pray for the life of God, the blessing of God in every area of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Why don't we all stand right now?